Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of Finally Girl, a horror movie podcast where each week we chronicle and critique a beloved cult or underappreciated horror film. This week we're talking Sick, a new movie just came out a couple weeks ago on Peacock, debuted last year at the Toronto International Film Festival. It's Kevin Williamson's latest movie. He did write it alongside uh, Caitlin Crabb. This is her first feature film credit as a writer. And it's directed by John Hyams. What's your name? I'm one of your co-hosts, Michael. And I've seen a lot of horror movies. And I'm Eliza, and I've seen one or two. Or three. We shouldn't have wrestled before we started this podcast. <laughs> Are you out of breath? <laughs> and we actually wrestled. <laughs> and I won. No, you lost. That's because I'm wearing socks on hardwood floor. I was wearing socks, too, so we're on even playing ground Yeah, here. mine are slippier. I th- well, you shouldn't have worn slippy socks to a wrestling match. I didn't know we were going to wrestle. Well, you should be up for anything, you know. <laughs> you know who I am. <laughs> a and wrestling would, match could break out any second here. You used way too many leg movements for it to be wrestling. You were, like, doing a full MMA on me. (laughs) I wouldn't call that wrestling what you did, kicking me. It's not a traditional, like, collegiate wrestling match. You know, I used some professional wrestling match moves like any normal person would. Why are you staring at me like that? I would have won. The floor was out to get me. The floor was not out to get We were both wearing socks. It it doesn't matter. Oh. (laughs) Well, how are you feeling today? What's going on? What's, What's the poop? What's the poop? What do you mean? What's the scoop? Oh, the scoop. I've heard what's the poop before. You never heard that? <laughs> Nobody's ever said that in yes, the history of speaking. Yes, yes, they have. What's the poop? Yes, they have. Unless they were talking about poop, not a scoop. Um, The poop is good. You know, nothing much. How'd you feel about what we watched? Yeah, we watched uh, Sicko. Um, sick. Yeah, not Sicko. I know, just sick. It was good. Mm-hmm. This is your first Kevin Williamson movie, right? I guess so. I don't know what else he's done besides Scream. We'll talk. Well, I won't go into much about. Obviously, since we're going to do Scream all of February and then the first two weeks of March, I'm not going to talk much about Scream here. But I will give you a little Kevin Williamson background. Okay. Williamson. Originally came to Hollywood to pursue a career in acting, but that never came to fruition. While looking for work, he attended a screenwriting class at UCLA, which is where he wrote the, his first movie script, which turned out to be Teaching Mrs. Tingle, which is not the first movie that actually got of his that got made, which it, that would be Scream. That movie didn't release until 1999. That was his only, the only movie he ever directed. I haven't seen that movie. Mrs. Tingle. Teaching Mrs. Tingle. That's pretty good. Williamson is, outside of Scream, most well known for creating two very popular teenage dramas. Dawson's Creek and The Vampire Diaries. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I've seen both of those. Well, I've not seen all of Vampire Diaries, but I've seen the first few seasons. I got bored. But Dawson's Creek, I've seen once, twice, a million times. I love <laughs> Dawson's Creek. I've never watched any of Dawson's Creek. I have. You've seen some scenes, I think. What if, where Did we I? not watch it? I, not that I remember. That seems weird that you hadn't seen any scenes while I was watching it. When did you watch it last? The last time I watched it? Probably 2020. Was the last time I rewatched it? Well, I definitely wouldn't have seen it then. But the first time I watched it was in high school. Well, I wouldn't have seen it then either. I know, but I've I've rewatched it. Oh, have you? Like five times over the past. Honestly, eight years. like when I, I knew that your sister right is in the Vampire Diaries, right? Yeah, Amy. Amy yeah. likes. Vampire so I knew Diaries. you were aware of Vampire Diaries. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if you'd ever watched Dawson's Creek, honestly. Which. I'm not surprised because it's from that same era of like TV that you love. Oh my God. That's shocking that I haven't talked. I need to talk more about Dawson's Creek. You never, never said a word about James Vanderbeek to me. I'm not a James Vanderbeek fan. It is Joshua Jackson who plays Pacey Witter. I didn't even have to look that up. I knew it. 
I love Casey Witter. <laughs> I have, from what I know about Dawson's Creek, it seems like the way the dialogue is written is very similar to Scream movies. Like it's you find, too old for a 16-year-old to be... It's Well, I wouldn't say too old. It's advanced. too sophisticated mm-hmm. for like teenagers to be talking in that manner that's exactly what dawson's creek was and they but they talk about it though they like make jokes about the fact that they're talking in a different in a more sophisticated language than you'd expect yeah i've never did they do that in scream do they like well, poke they, fun they, talk, it? they don't i don't want to we'll get into it i don't want to talk yeah. too much about scream we'll yet. get into it so you're a big fan of Dawson's Creek? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a so, big fan of Dawson's Creek, I'd say. Do you like what you've seen from Vampire Diaries? I like the first couple of seasons. It gets boring after a while, but I think that's also just because it's got like a million seasons too. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't always really agree with shows having a million seasons because I'm like, okay, we've got it. Like you're now ruining it. There's a lot of talk recently about what the length of a movie should be, what how many episodes a TV season should be. Do you, do you hear? Do you hear this talk? Do you? I I, I hate I hate it because I just because a movie should be as long as it needs to be. If it has to be four hours, it has to be four hours. It has to be an hour and twenty minutes. It has to be an hour and twenty minutes. That's what I was about to say. I think it depends on the movie, the the production itself, and if it actually makes sense. I, I don't like movies or TV shows that have these bits that I feel like don't add anything to the story. And that's where I get kind of like, all right, did this need to be a part of this? Well, with TV, I'll say I do miss, I, I miss longer, especially with comedies. I miss longer seasons because I miss, I miss hangout episodes. I miss just episodes that aren't necessarily plot driven but like character driven i don't feel like there's a lot of that anymore so you mean like a like a 21 22 episode yeah i think that's what we're missing a lot when we when most shows now are like 8 10 12 episode seasons i i agree with that to some yeah especially with comedies i just i feel like we're so i I don't know we don't let anything breathe anymore that's bad in this me well in tv or film well everybody's got an opinion and everybody's got a social media and access to the internet so they can get those well, opinions out i'm there. saying i'm saying that in like in general we don't let anything breathe anymore like there's we're so what do you I, mean by letting them breathe well like we don't like i said we don't have hangout episodes anymore in tv we don't have everything is so story driven and like that's not that's not what TV and film are all about. It's not always about the story. Uh, I mean, the story a story may may it's not even always the most important part of each movie. Or I don't know if I agree with that. Was. I feel like that's if the whole will, point of it is the story. The whole point of the production is the story. I don't think it. I think, I think so. I don't think so. I don't think it's Agreed always. I don't think it's that. always. It's not always the most important part. Well, the reason I'm watching things like that is to be entertained or to follow a story. Well, I think so. to be enter- entertained doesn't always mean there has to be a good story. For me, personally, and maybe for you personally, you want more hangout episodes, but then just don't watch those things. That well, I'm just saying in general, like it's a it's a industry wide problem. I mean, look at Nef- Netflix uh, cancels cancels things left and right after even after yeah i before am it even has a chance to find an audience i i've been i've been screwed over by several netflix series and actually a few other different streaming services amazon as well where i get really into this show to only find out it got canceled after two seasons and i'm like oh. i think so that 90s show just came out yeah recently i haven't finished i'm not gonna talk okay. about the story or anything but I think what I've enjoyed so much, even though it's only it's only a ten episode season, it really feels like most of those episodes are, are hangout episodes. I think that's what I've really enjoyed a lot about that because I don't think that the writing is particularly strong in a lot of no. In, but in, they're still following a story. Yeah, but not. It, it doesn't feel like we're all the exposition. Building, is... We're building towards something. N- necessarily, I feel like. I mean, I'm only in 
I think episode five or six of it. So well, far, I don't feel like every feel episode like is. is like, oh, we we have to, we have to do this in order we to progress the story here. Like, and I think a lot of that that issue I'm talking about also probably is another side effect of the MCU where everything has to build towards something. Everything has to just build this epic story, this epic ending. It's it, it's a problem. It's a plague. I mean, I, yeah, I think it, it depends on the person and what their preferences are. I think as long as people are still enjoying media and and, and indulging in whatever project, whether well, it's people bad are or... always gonna people are always gonna the consumer is always gonna eat up junk crap. The consumer is an idiot. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. What's the uh, the the famous the. <laughs> <laughs> a line and curb your enthusiasm where the customer is is never right in fact the customer is usually an asshole <laughs> customer is almost always an asshole i probably i butchered that line a little bit well anyway back to sick <laughs> yeah uh along with williamson i did mention caitlin crab worked on the script she was actually williamson's assistant for the last screen movie williamson is not creatively involved he was just a producer so he he wrote the original Scream movies. Well, one, two, four, you can... We'll get into that. We'll get... Okay. Four, he is credited. We'll get, in, okay. we'll get in. There's a lot of production nonsense with those movies, which, like I said, we're going to save until we get to them. Yeah, I didn't know because on the poster for the movie that we're discussing today, Sick, it says from the writer of Scream and the producer... Or the the makers of Halloween, and it's kind of misleading because it doesn't say Halloween like the twenty eighteen version. It just well, says yeah, Halloween. It's all, you know, it's, it's a selling point. You, you see that I a know. lot. It, That's why I was like, I don't know if this guy was on the original, like the like the he created screen. Like I yeah, didn't no, know no, what no, it was. Not like John Carpenter didn't direct his movie. Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't like that. So well, of course, it, that's <laughs> that's why I had to ask. I know. I I get it. I get it. But yeah, she was an assistant. She was his assistant for. Scream 2022, which we should just call Scream 5 now, finally. But we'll, we'll, I'm not going to get into that whole nonsense. I wonder how they became right writing partners. <laughs> she must have been like... I wonder if she came up with the idea. That's what I was going to say. She must have said something to him that was like, that he had to like think about for a second. He's like, oh, wow, you're actually smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going from like getting them coffee to being writing partners. That's that's pretty... Go Way to go, Caitlin. Cool. So when we get the cast, we got Parker, Gideon Adlon as Parker. Fantastic. Gideon is a nepotism baby. Is she? Yes. Who's her who's her daddy? No, who's her mommy? <laughs> Pamela Adlon. She No idea. Wonderful wonderful actress, uh and voice actress. Uh she voiced the uh, Bobby Hill on King of the Hill. She's received a a few Emmy nominations for her acting work. And for her work on her FX series, which she co-created, Better Things. It's a series you should probably check out at some point. I think you'd like that. Yeah, I've never heard of it. She was great on uh, the Louie TV show. Wonderful. Yeah, I, I saw a few episodes of Louie. Uh, but then everything yeah. came out about everything. <laughs> yeah, good old Louis CK. Yeah. Anyway, back to her daughter, Gideon. She's had a lot of small guest roles in TV shows. You recognized her from... Blockers. Yes, which she... Like, Baron Holtz's... Daughter. Her, you know, yeah. Her father in that movie. Yeah. So outside of this... I mean, Blockers is probably still... And she was great. most well-known for She was great in Blockers, too. Yeah, she's good. She's good. You think she's hot? Oh, yeah. When she got on screen, I was like, wow. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> and then we have Miri played by Bethlehem Million. Wow, what a name. Yeah, that's quite the name. I'd make people call me Bethlehem. <laughs> oh, God. There's no I, way I'd go by Beth. I couldn't go by Beth. Oh. I'd be like, uh, they'd be like, hey, Beth, I'd be like, Bethlehem, oh, <laughs> please. Jesus. This is her first feature film role. Do you like her? Yeah, she was good. I don't think any of the cast leaves a huge... Gideon did Mary did have some good screams besides the the mom 
the the killer mom. She 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 was great. That's Jane Adams. Yeah, I've seen her in Pamela. Stuff. Yeah, she's uh yeah, she's one of those one of those horror movie per- ladies. Well, not not really horror. She really? shows up. She's usually TV. You see her a lot on TV. I've definitely seen her in a bunch of stuff. I just it's like Margot Martindale. She, you probably can't tell. Remember her from Sneaky Pete? <gasps> Sneaky Pete with Margot Martindale. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> She's guest starred in so many TV shows. That it's funny that you brought up Sneaky Pete. That's actually the Amazon show I was talking about that got canceled after two seasons that I was mad about. <laughs> That's so funny. She was uh, she was Niles Crane's wife on Frasier. I didn't know we actually saw her in Frasier. Yeah, she was. Did we ever no, actually no, see his no, wife? No, not Maris. She's she's before. No, af- Niles. Not she's after Maris. Oh. She's after Maris and right before he gets involved with Daphne finally. Oh. Mel, remember her? <laughs> You've seen Frasier. I know, and I can't remember. I'm sure if I watched it, I would recognize her, but... Many people today will probably recognize her from HBO Max's Hacks, which is a show I haven't gotten around to yet. I don't even know what that is. And then we have uh, Dylan Sprayberry as DJ. What are these names? (laughs) God, a Sprayberry. (laughs) All right. He was Uh, fine. Yeah, he was... Yeah. yeah. Um, He's not... He's he's there for a short period of time. Mm Mm-hmm. He's there to be killed. Yeah. Good kill. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll get into that. His notable roles prior to this, he became a prominent cast member on the MTV series Teen Wolf about halfway through its run. I only watched like the first season of I'm Teen not, Wolf. I've never seen Teen Wolf. <laughs> I saw it was popular when we were in high school. Yeah. I remember. I remember. I don't. I don't really remember knowing anybody who watched it, but I just like, you know, I remember it being around. I, I feel like a lot of my friends watched it. I feel like it was, I saw a lot of advertisements for it on TV. Yeah. He was also, he also played a young Clark Kent in Man of Steel. So, hmm. and then we have Jason, her husband, Pamela's husband. What's his last name? His name's Jason. It's just Jason. Well, that—that's the character's oh, name. Oh, I thought you were talking about the actor. I was like, Pl- his name is just Jason. <laughs> I like how his name is Jason. And earlier in the movie, they talked about Jason Voorhees. And his wife's name is Pamela. I don't get that. Pamela Voorhees. Oh, was that mother. her name? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Go ahead. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> we have Jason and Pamela. This takes place at a lake. So obvious Friday the Thirteenth reference. Didn't even get that. So that's good. But yeah, he's played by Mark Manaka. He is probably most recently known for his role on Ozark, a mm. Netflix series. I really the last... watch that. There's just so much to watch. I just I, I, there I'll, I'll probably never so get around to, to serious Jason Bateman. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sure he's wonderful in it, but I'm probably never going to get around to it. I most recently saw him in an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm from 2021 where he plays a Klansman. Oh God! It's a it's a it's a hilarious episode. Okay. Larry spills something on his robe, and Larry <laughs> feels bad. You'll, <laughs> he gets you'll have dry You'll have to show me that episode. Yeah, he's done a lot of TV work up to this point. Uh, he was also in the director, the director of this movie, John Hyams' horror movie from 2020 alone, which I haven't gotten around to. There's a lot of, I spent a lot of. Uh, of 2020 watching older movies and yeah there's still a lot of 2020 releases i haven't gotten to but uh when i said that nobody leaves an impact i feel like he and jane adams leave an impact like he's very intense he uh, is for very sure. intense yeah well yeah that's that's the that's the cast really is pretty much the cast i mean outside of whoever uh mr lyons well mr lyons and tyler oh yeah i forgot about the guy from the beginning yeah and i was like Towards the end of the movie, I'm like, what the fuck is the significance of that first scene for the first bit um, with him? Well, with when, we, when we figured out later yeah, on we why figure, they were doing it. Yeah, we figure it out. But, but I, didn't. I just figured he, they were just killing all the people from that party until they said that he was yeah. the one who gave it to everybody. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I guess they're, they're not killing everybody from that party, but they're killing some people. Killing a few. Where's your mask? This isn't a vacation, it's a quarantine. A quarantine in style. 
Are you kidding me? This is incredible. Sick. And it's all ours. The only neighbor is miles away. Oh God! When we start off in this movie, yeah, you want, I I thought you were you're gonna want me to turn it on. I almost wanted to be like, if if this movie is set it during COVID, like the height of the pa- the beginning of the pandemic, in a grocery store, I, I'm gonna kill myself. Because <laughs> if I mean, you didn't know, well, I, I worked at a grocery store when the pandemic hit. Yeah, and it was awful, absolutely awful. Uh, and watching. <laughs> Watching this guy go through this grocery store, I was getting all these flashbacks, especially like the bare, the bare shelves with the with the printed out paper saying, "We're sorry, this is like COVID is happening." Yeah, yeah. like having to explain to people that the pandemic is happening. Yeah, no, it, it that was um, I I mean I worked in retail for the first two years of COVID. Mm-hmm. We're going on year three here, and. You know, I mean, it's still going on today. Supply chain issues and like oh, people, yeah. people come in like constantly. And I, I printers. I mean, I worked at a Best Buy. A pr- printers were in such high demand because people were working from home almost every day. Could not fathom. There were. I mean, they, we had like no printers in yeah. the store, and people were. How always, could you not have a printer? Yeah, this yeah. is a Best Buy. It's um every day, and like people thought. We were closing down because we had nothing. Nothing on the shelves. I was like, well, if it comes in and it gets bought right away. Like, yeah. Uh, we was... couldn't have toilet paper. The The amount of toilet paper that we got was maybe a pallet a day of like just random brands. It could have been whatever they had. Mm-hmm. And it would be sold within like 20 minutes of us being open. And then the rest of the day, people would be like, did you not get any in? And I'm like, yeah, if you want something, you better get here first thing in the morning. Like you're not getting what you want. Uh, that was definitely the start of the end for me in retail. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was for me, too. But now I'm back, baby. Uh, yeah, and then whenever he has this character, Tyler, he has that interaction with the woman in the grocery store who's trying to get the last box of Kleenex or, like, last box of tissues. Yeah. And she was like, really, dude? When he got it before her and he handed it to her and she was like, dick. And he was like, <laughs> you're welcome. Like... I didn't have to give it to you. <laughs> like, the, that's the attitude that we've had for the past almost three years yeah. now. Uh, almost a full three years since COVID hit. Yeah. March of 2020 is when things started going downhill. Is this the first movie or, like, TV show you've seen deal with the pandemic? At least, you know, the pandemic is present. No. This is definitely the first movie that i've seen where the pan it is about like the pandemic but there is a tv show i can't remember what tv show it was but there is a tv show i know i that has mentioned it i well are they like wearing masks like have you know they were they just talked about the pandemic they were like oh yeah during the pandemic okay but so it didn't so it's post pandemic yeah so nothing like it's Which, happening during the pan like the story is no, happening during the pandemic no nothing like this where it was like this was the pandemic. Did they film this during like 2020, 2021? They couldn't have. No, I don't think so. Because productions were stopped. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. What about you? Is this the first one that you've seen dealing with the pandemic? Uh, I think so. I think so. I yeah. really, I'm trying to think. I feel like there was something I've seen. A movie? I think so. I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, I know. Like Curb Your, the last season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, they they talk about it in the past tense, like the pandemic yeah. happened. So that's what my whatever I watched did. That I believe is the closest thing I've gotten to. And like, I when this, it, it, it's so funny because, like by twenty twenty one, people are like, we're gonna get so much terrible like pandemic media, and like oh, I don't really? feel like we really have gotten much about it. Maybe it, it, we're still, you know, it's not really over no yeah so like you know a lot of people like i would say like 40 percent of people that i see go through the store i work at now are still wearing masks granted it is in a city but Mm -hmm. still i it's it's very strange that this movie did not get a theatrical release because i feel like it would do well on january so it came out january 13th on friday the 13th (laughs) (laughs) it's 
you know that's fun oh, with all the with the Friday the 13th references on January 6th like there was a trailer that dropped and it announced it was going to be released on Peacock on the 13th and that was that was it it came out it does have reviews it's reviewed generally well by critics but I don't I've heard like nothing about I've no, it. Yeah, I've not heard about it before. I'm sure, and it is most really people good. Have, have no idea that this was <laughs> made at all. Oh, it's out now. I can't wait to show my sister. I think she'll really like it. I don't know. It's it's so wild. I don't know what. I think what. I mean, there's so many that's been happening so often now since the pandemic. Where it's like, why wasn't this in theaters? Like, we had a Predator movie that came out. Yeah, this would have been a really Hulu. good theatrical movie to watch. Oh, I would have loved to have seen it in the theaters. We'll finally get into the story here. Yeah, so he he goes home from the grocery store. And so during the pandemic, I had customers wipe down their products, too. Um, Like, he's wiping down all of his stuff that he bought from the grocery store while he's taking them out of the bags. I had customer that literally would... I had to hand her the stuff, and she would wipe everything down and then put it in her bag. It was wild. And they didn't want, like, she used to yell at people if any of her products touched the actual cart. That's how wild she was. And that's how, that's kind of like, I kept picturing her when I was thinking later on when we see Pam in the movie. I'm like, oh my God, that's that lady. So scared. (laughs) I did not do that with my groceries. (laughs) No, I didn't wipe mine down either. I rinsed off I just, the food that like, I feel like produce, I feel but... like if it's on there, like I don't think I'm gonna get it off by wiping it with some chlorosol wipe or no. disinfectant wipe. I don't think. And but you know, knock on wood, I still haven't gotten COVID yet. So I had it once. Yeah, you've got it once. My sister just got it a couple months ago for the first right, time. That's right. And I have not been as careful as other people. Like, and I've not been as careful as I probably should have been. Through all of 2020, I was very I was careful. very careful in 2020, and through most of 2021 through a lot of 2021 by the end of 2021 i've you know i i i'll I'll be honest i've not been too terribly careful yeah once i got like all my vaccines i still haven't gotten boosted yet too but to be and to be honest i don't i mean i am i am boosted i don't i don't go a lot of places i I still don't go a lot of places after i do go a lot of places no you don't yeah huh where do you go all sorts of places. I just like did a month-long travel last year. Yeah, but now, like right now, where do you go? <laughs> to work. I go to the movies. To the movies. Yeah, we go to the movies. To the store. Yeah, I mean, we do that, but like, I don't... I haven't gone to the airport in a year. I haven't been to an airport in... Well, ten years. inside of an airport in ten years. Yeah, but yeah, so Tyler gets home, wipes off his groceries, and looks over and sees that the apartment door is open. And already at the grocery store, he was getting random texts, or texts from a random number. Yeah, that's a very scream. Is it? With the of phone course. calls? Yeah. The obscene phone calls. This is replaced this with is text messages name, yeah. in 2022. Or 2020, I guess. I saw a, uh, I saw a funny um, meme uh, today, actually. <laughs> when Ghostface finds out that Soon, millennials <laughs> don't answer their phone anymore. It's a picture of a girl crying. But, yeah, yeah, Gen Z does not answer phone calls. They're text only. And then they also FaceTime in the grocery store. And they do their TikToks in the grocery store. Oh, God. Yeah, if only Ghostface had a TikTok account. Maybe he will in Scream 6. We don't know. Maybe. But then his TV turns on by itself, and we see... Okay, what is with the... the... What's all the, these these fucking college kids watching CNN? College kids don't watch CNN. Let's be real here. College kids probably don't even have cable. I watch CNN you're in not, college. You're, you're not a, well. What, what, you 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 put it on for fun or to find out about the news? Really? Actually, when we got Hulu, I would watch. Um, what was it? George Stephanopoulos. He's on ABC News. Yeah, he had ABC. He had um, on Hulu ABC News. Was it? That's what it was that I watched. But I've never seen you watch, uh, like cable news before. You've seen me watch cable news. We just watched cable news the other day. No, we didn't. When? Yes, we did. We, we watched, watched local news for uh, like five minutes. 
but I did. And we had to, for a lot of our classes, watch the news in college. But that I never had to. Your journalism teachers didn't say watch the news. <laughs> oh, well, definitely not watch the not. First of all, it was journalism. It wasn't like I wasn't broadcasting or mass media. Okay. Well, I watched the news because my professors told me to watch the news because we also had those current event quizzes. You didn't watch the news for your current event quizzes. I know that that what and I you you I know what class you're talking about and there was more than just that one class that had current event quizzes that was the only class i ever had that was the only teacher that ever gave me current event quizzes i had at least three different professors that did current event quizzes and they never they always amounted to nothing they never were well that one didn't that one was just just to get me uh, that one was out to get me (laughs) got an a anyway but one time one of the questions was who is the Pope asking us to forgive? And I wrote down Terry Bollea, and that is the uh, the real name of Hulk Hogan. We actually did that case in my media law class. Oh yeah, that was a bit. I mean, that was a, it's a very fascinating. Uh, it actually really was. Case. I had to write precedence for it. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, college kids watch <laughs> CNN. By the way, and especially during this pandemic, I I can imagine college kids watching it. They. They just look at their phone and they don't go on. They don't watch CNN. Maybe they watch CNN, you know, you know, happen upon a CNN clip on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. I don't think they watch or get on Twitter. They get on. I, 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 the kids get on Twitter. Yes, the kids are on Twitter and not like TikTok. Nothing's like TikTok or Instagram, but they're on Twitter. But I was told that replacing the word same like you know how when people are like oh i feel gross and someone goes oh same i've been replacing it with oh retweet and i've been told that that's too old that it's too dated to say retweet because nobody's on twitter i people are on twitter i see i see kids all the time that younger than me of course everybody looks younger than me when you're 26 and balding but (laughs) but uh (laughs) but they're there okay maybe maybe not as much as i realize but people our age are on twitter (laughs) Okay. At least, at least. But anyway, so the door open concept is very popular in this movie. Every yeah, it's a trope. Yeah. You know. Standing in the shadows, lurking. But this fight was really cool. John Hyams, the director, who I over, kind of overlooked when we were doing background. I'll go into him a little bit. He is most well known for directing action movies. Oh, so you I can think definitely that's tell. why the action uh, works so well in this movie, like especially the fights, the fight scenes. Oh my god, the fight scenes were awesome in this movie. Sometimes I'm like, you know, this is a little too shaky cam for me. Some of the way the way it's shot. Really, I didn't but even think that. Outside of that, no, like the action is definitely directed well. Va- they were they did fantastic, very well choreographed. And I said earlier, this other horror film he directed in 2020, uh, Alone. So like, oh, he's the- Alone. I st- like I said, I haven't seen yet. I feel like I've seen that. What is that one about? It's about being alone. <laughs> I, I think I I've I seen that. Yeah, I can't uh, come up with the top of my head, but he also directed in an episode of the Chucky TV series, so he's, you know, making his way into horror. Cool. But yeah, he's a an acclaimed action director. Yeah, so this scene was really good, um, uh, and I really liked how how quick we were to get into the action of the movie yeah this is a you know a cutthroat pacing no pun intended it was scary i don't i feel very unsettled when watching like home invasion movies Home invasion horror yeah Yeah, it it freaks me out i'm so scared that someone's lurking around have you seen this have i shown you the strange because i feel like you'd probably love the strangers no because that's one of the most um acclaimed home invasion movies of the last two decades but i've seen when a stranger calls not the original but the remake with camilla bale camilla something camilla of something she dated a jonah's brother and oh yeah of course yeah (laughs) um i don't remember which one it was either nick or joe and i really liked when a stranger calls i have it on dvd and i watched it like i think i've seen it like 10 times we'll have to do a uh a comparison oh yeah that would be great and then we go to Parker and Mary, who are at school, and they're getting sent away to go do what we thought was going to be a two-week quarantine. Remember that? Well, not even that. 
so they 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 shut down all they shut down the school because mm-hmm. it, it's April third when we start this movie, so it has to oh. be past that two weeks. Yeah, it must have been. Past. I didn't realize it was April third. Did it say that? Yeah, at the beginning. Was oh, April I'm sorry. 20th. I must have missed that when I was. Yeah. That was the thing with this movie is I could not keep my eyes off the screen because every time I looked down, I felt like I was going to miss something. Yeah, yeah, of course. And there was a lot to watch. So it must have been it. Yeah, you're right. It must have been after the quarantine was up and they were like, just go home. Yeah. And they... Yeah, and they, they, they jump it. You know, these are total rich kids. At least uh, Parker, Parker is. is. Like the Range Rover. But she didn't really... I mean, except for mm. the bits in the beginning. I mean... She didn't really act like a rich kid. I mean... Everything we know about her character is like like she she was doing those stupid fucking COVID parties that yeah. these kids were doing at the beginning. And she was driving a Range Rover. She's but going to this enormous, like, almost like... Beautiful lake house. Mansion of a lake house. Gorgeous. And it's like vacant most of the year, they said. Like, her dad goes there once a year. So, I mean, like, you have to be pretty rich fucking but insanely she, rich to like go only go once a year once the house because how much what what other crazy fun shit are you doing that this yeah. lake house is nothing to you yeah so like they're up they obviously set her up to be a spoiled but rich kid once the action started she like didn't seem like a very like rich prissy well, how do you i mean like i don't she could. She would have been the what? first one to die. I don't. That's not always true. I mean, as much as I hate rich people, I don't. I feel like just the, the way you she react... was a spoiled little brat, and like she wanted to come back for Miri. She she had the idea to make sure Miri played dead. She she almost knew like how to how how to react not react but how to run away how to hide how to survive a, I mean, I an think, home invasion i think a spoiled brat can do that she was too scrappy it, to be a home I don't think a, a little spoiled brat I don't, I don't i don't think it i don't know seems like those, she's been around the block a few times I don't. she was a great fighter well that's not like these these uh these killers are Men out, they're not like portrayed as like these trained assassins yeah or but they were i mean you watch those fight scenes too Man, well because they struggle they struggle a lot you see that a lot true. which they is another thing that is um you'll see in scream is another thing where like the the, the killer will fall down and, mm-hmm. and struggle to kill people struggle to you know physically dominate people it's not like we're watching was this your first time watching this movie yeah okay i thought so but i didn't know for sure if you had watched it like yeah. a couple I, days before we originally i mean originally i was just gonna do another like classic slasher but like this came out i'm like well this is perfect timing yeah so this kinda, is the perfect movie to do we kind of have to do it but then so they're at the lake house just her and miri and you notice miri's kind of more scared about covid than parker is she mentions more her cautious. mask yeah yeah she mentions the mask several times when DJ Parker's situationship guy shows up. She's like, "Where's your like? You need to wear your mask. Keep six feet apart from me. All that jazz." Even before DJ shows up, we already get these weird text messages coming up on Parker's phone, like, mm-hmm. "Oh, the water's fine. Jump in." While the girls are sitting on the dock of the lake. Yeah which is creepy and she blocks them and then we don't get any more text messages on her side which i was i guess yeah i was gonna say it's weird that miri didn't get any text messages but it's really not because they weren't targeting miri it was more her yeah and miri was just Mm -hmm. a casualty in the situation to them they present dj as a a red herring for sure yeah and it at this point i'm kind of like is this like just like a stalker kind of thing is it just some guy that's obsessed with her and also this other guy from the beginning of the movie i don't know what did you think i mean i had like a social media had to know, stalker well i had to know that somebody else yeah, it can't be dj and it can't be something else is going on i mean i knew right away because like the way it, it's paced like I was like, there's no, I mean, there's no way DJ's a killer and there has to be something else going on. There has to be something bigger happening here. It can't be like, oh, someone's in love with her. And- I definitely didn't think it was DJ, but I thought it was going to be like a social media stalker okay. person. Like Which, someone I mean, that found not, her through social not, media. Well, I mean, they, they, 
Well, they kind of did, but didn't have any other connections to her. Like just like saw her on social media and was like, "This is the the, girl the, the perfect girl." Yeah. yeah, and then started going after her. And maybe he thought the same thing about Tyler before. Got him first, and then found her because of the like she posted I that just, picture at the beginning, going to the lake house. As I said earlier, I was like, "What? What the? What is the significance of this? You know, opening sequence." And I knew with that, like coupled with the the pacing, there has to be something bigger going on. I don't know. It can't be. I don't. I mean, because you're you're kind of right with the stalker thing to an extent. So, but I just like I do something. It has to be a part of some grander operation. Right. Got to be a reason. Oh my god! Just one moment. Unlock the door. You have a mask, don't you? You're mad. What? I can't let you in. It's, it's not safe. Are you kidding me, lady? Please! And then we see when they're going to bed, DJ and Parker have this conversation outside, and it cuts to this person in all black standing, like, along the bushes, mm-hmm. watching them. And... At this point, I'm like, come on. I know you're, like, out in the middle of nowhere. Because, like, at my dad's house, he lives on a mountain in the middle of nowhere. I'm not really worried about locking the doors. I can leave the door open. I'm not scared. You've got to watch your back in those situations. She just had gotten those creepy text messages about seeing her at the lake, like, saying the water looks nice. Just jump in. I don't know. I would have been more nervous. Yeah, I I get it. But you also, uh, I mean, it's hard. She might think that, I think... She's probably in the mindset that DJ had one of his friends do that. Oh, yeah, she did say that, but she thinks DJ is using a frat friend's phone. Yeah, and then when she finds out that DJ is mad about that post and that was her, really, like, her intent. Well, not maybe not her intention, but she was hoping that that would happen. Yeah. That he would get mad about that, that post of her kissing another guy. And so she probably thinks it's all it's all him to that point. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, but then DJ does show up and they go to bed after that conversation, like I said, outside the house. And we see the person in the black outfit come through the front door. When DJ goes out, he goes to grab his stuff from his truck. And so he's in the house. And I'm actually surprised how long it takes for anything to happen. I mean, I guess we don't really know, but we do know that Miri, when she's on her laptop in the kitchen, it's like 4.50 in the morning. So maybe they're going to sleep at like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. I mean, they're probably not going to sleep at 9 p.m. No, but I'm just saying it does take an hour or so for, I guess he waited for them to fall asleep. Yeah. But he took all their phones off the chargers I was already like, oh, great. Um, And then DJ, before anybody else realizes his phone is lost or his phone is gone, and then the music starts blaring. And DJ's like, okay, well, somebody else is in the house. He's kind of smart. I yeah. like he didn't even int- assume it was one of the girls. He just Well, like, he does go, he goes upstairs, and then I think he finally is like, okay, yeah, this is not, this yeah. is not Parker or Mary. Yeah. Because Parker's immediately like, DJ. DJ. So DJ comes upstairs and is like, there's someone in the house. Here's the keys. I'm going to get Mary. You go outside. Climb down from the top balcony and get in the car. He goes to get Mary. But before that, Parker doesn't even go to the car, which I'm like, you know, someone's in the house. You don't know if he's alone. You don't know if he has partners, which obviously he does. She goes to find Miri. So right then and there, I'm like, she's not a spoiled little rich girl. She actually cares about other people because she went straight to go find her friend. I don't think the the two of those aren't like mutually exclusive. Mm, I think most of the time. Mm, I mean, sometimes, yeah, some, a lot of times, yes, but I don't think it. Especially in movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, not always. And yeah, but she starts screaming at Miri, like, get up, get up, get up. And then Miri gets up and the guy's there with the knife. But DJ has a really good struggle with um, this guy for a yeah. long time. He actually holds himself up until he decides to be the big man and be like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets stabbed to death. Impaled by 
a spear like object something that was like holding up that rug that was on the wall it was like curtain rod it was a curtain rod yeah it was holding up like a tapestry I guess you call it a curtain rod, but it's not holding up a curtain. So is it a curtain rod? Yeah, I don't it's know. Still a it's, too, rod. it's too rich for my blood. <laughs> it's still a curtain rod. Yeah, that was really cool when Parker realizes that he's not standing up on his yeah, own. Yeah, he's being oh. propped up by that curtain rod. If that was so it. scary. And we watched this, and like it was pitch black in here. It was so dark. It was so scary. But that was a really cool scene of him just sticking mm-hmm. that all the way through them and the blood splatter coming out. Yeah, it was out. disturbing. Yeah, that was the cool. The sounds that it made. Oh, so good. And of course, the killer has slashed their tires. So when they do try to get away, they don't get very far um, until they start running through the woods back to the house. Or running, not th- running through the woods. They At that point, they're running up the drive driveway back to the house. Yeah. And they run to the attic. Yeah. Smashes a window. They both Mary gets one of the killers smashes through another window and pushes Mary off, and that's very uh, that's very Friday the Thirteenth like you'll see. Oh, that. was it? A lot of there's a lot of not not just like the uh, the, the title sequences with the smashing west windows. You'll see a lot of smashed windows in Friday the Thirteenth as we progress in that franchise. So earlier when I mentioned that we saw the figure standing in the woods watching Parker and DJ talk, I noticed that. That figure looked smaller than the person who killed Tyler earlier in the movie. I wrote in my notes that there must be more than one killer because this guy is smaller than the guy from the beginning. And then... I couldn't tell. Oh my god. That was the first thing I noticed whenever we get the smaller figure. Because I was like, there's no way this tinier guy could have done the damage that the the killer who was with Tyler, like the amount of damage that he did, like he was throwing him around and that was a, you know, a 21, 22 year old guy that he was killing. So it wasn't like it was a, a 19 year old, 20, 20 year old girl like Mary and uh, Parker, who he was easily being able to throw them around. But anyway, then we see Parker smash one of the killer's face in. Yeah, with like an ice bucket, I guess. And she was strong. She just kept doing it over and over and over again. Maybe like six times to the face. Yeah. Oh, the noises. The blood. Fantastic. His distorted face or mangled face. I thought it could be more mangled. I wasn't... It could have been more mangled. It could have been more... But we know. But it was pretty bloody. Yeah. And then we see the other figure standing in the doorway, and I said, I knew it. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> I knew there was more than one killer. I didn't know there was more than two killers, but I definitely knew there were more than one. But yeah, oh yeah, you did mention that um, that one killer pushed Mary through the window. I thought she was dead. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I thought that was it. I, I, I did not think she survived that fall. She breaks her leg, and later on she makes a, a splint, and you reference Deadly Games. Yeah, I was like, what is this, Deadly yeah. Games? Making a splint out of a chair. It wouldn't surprise me if that was that was a reference to Deadly Games. Really? Yeah, I wouldn't. He's a, Williamson is a fan of the genre. She's like, let's just take this 30, uh, you know, 30 minutes or so I think she had in the house alone before they came back because Parker would have had to go all the way two miles across the lake, remember, to get to that other house. So that must have been around 30 minutes, if not more, that she was alone doing that, which reminds me of Deadly Games even more because there was a three minute long scene (laughs) of him making that splint. Well, that's just a wonderful scene. Ugh, the worst scene in that movie. But Bonnie Tyler, Eliza. It was Bonnie Tyler. It's a great it's a great song. Happy birthday Christmas. Anyway, at this point I'm like I can't, I, I wrote in my notes I, I can't even take notes anymore because I can't I can't look away from the screen. I feel like I'm going to miss something. There was just so much, so much action, so many things constantly happening on screen, which I love. Yeah, no, it definitely it works for this movie very well yeah for sure definitely i thought parker was going to be the most likely to survive 
because she knew the house so well. She knew everything around the house, like at the back of her hand. Uh, I thought she was very smart, very quick to think. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved her character. We love a final girl. Well, actually, technically, there was two final girls. Although I think Parker was the true final girl because they were after her. Well, for sure. Eventually, you know, we meet literally the, seems like the mastermind behind all of this. Well, before we even get to that, her, what did you think about the scene on the lake? Her, like, taking the little float or raft, I guess, the part of the dock. Yeah. Letting it float out there. Did you think he was going to swim after her? Oh, yeah. I mean, he he puts his knife, he holsters his knife, and I'm like, yeah, he's going to go swimming. I thought it just meant that he was going back into the house to check on and his with partner. Like, with, like, the f- previous Friday the 13th references, like, yeah, he's going to go out and swim out there. Oh, I did not expect him to swim out there. When he shot up, that was so scary. When he shot up with that knife. I was so frightened. If someone swam, oh my god, I would just, I would just accept defeat right I'm there. Like, I mean, what, what, why, why do you think water would be stopping him at that point? What is, what is water gonna stop him for? I think he would just be like, oh, I'm not gonna swim out there. But I, I mean, guess they were very determined to yeah, get her. They, they, they for sure. I mean, we find out later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But at this point, I didn't know he was that determined to get her. Like, I would not be swimming in the lake. I mean, I'm not well, a killer, yeah, but I mean, you're not. You're not. <laughs> killing the the almost you know it's like murderer of your your child god which i have a lot to say on that but we'll get there well we're, we're pretty much there well I, we meet we meet the real mastermind like you pamela. said pamela and when that's she great, shows up you were like great, oh it's her yeah but what it's a great scene i love that I love the chloroform <laughs> mask her putting on the mask and her even see. asking if she had a mask i was i was so irritated i was like yes that's so good that's she's so like funny. she's like i'm not gonna let you in this car unless you have a mask on it's not safe that was a that, there's a killer right there that ma'am. might be the most ingenious scene of the whole movie it really embodied covid because i really like honestly for i was like when the car's pumping up i'm like okay this has to be somebody involved with the killers really uh, but but then when she shows up and i'm like she's not usually she usually doesn't play evil so (laughs) she played evil pretty well she did she's great she's always great but (laughs) she's asking her to put on that mask yeah i did not i didn't think oh i didn't know i thought she's just gonna be some some nice lady helping out like i thought it was gonna be a neighbor lady Maybe yeah. Mr. Lyons' when new we, wife. So I don't like know. it was, you know, it, it kind of it it had me going back and forth. So that was that was great. Oh, uh, it was fantastic when we find out it was chloroform. I'm like, oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? And they bring her back to the house, and of course, Mary is still there, making her splint because she, she had to take she forever. She fell off the roof. She could have gone to find the she keys to the range the road. She could have gone to find... I mean, the guy probably had a cell phone on him. The dead body right there probably had a cell phone on him. She didn't search him at all to find a phone. Useless. Useless. Parker would have looked. She had a broken looked. leg. Oh, a broken leg. She Go had... get help. Where, there's nobody around. She had Wi-Fi. She had her laptop there the whole time. You're telling me she couldn't have gotten help? She was useless. Parker did I this whole thing. I think she was trying. <laughs> Parker saved them all. I think she's trying to survive by making that splint. I, that would have been the least of my worries. It would have been trying to find something to help. But she probably couldn't walk around. I mean, she really couldn't. She couldn't walk around with a splint on either. I, What's that really going to help that much? Get her 10% more movement? It doesn't matter. You're, you're, it doesn't you're, matter. You're That's nit- why she shouldn't have done it. <laughs> No. But then, yeah, of course, she gets on her laptop. She starts, she like, I messaged 911, which is a real thing. You can text 911. I figured. I've never done it. I've never but done I it either, but you can. Uh, and it doesn't deliver. So she tried to call her or text her dad. But then the guy realizes someone's on the Wi Fi and he pulls out that router. But anyway, what'd you like about the reveal of the reason why they were doing all of this? I mean, I thought it was great. I thought that's. I'm going to be surprised if the, the pandemic is used um, in a more clever way than this. Oh, me in any, too. In any movie. It was great. Like You gave COVID to our son. You infected seven people at that party. They like test her with the, the COVID 
q-tip thing oh that was great right when they put her on that couch and stuck it up their nose i was like are they really testing her right now which she was asymptomatic and she did test positive she kept yeah i, I knew she was gonna have covid oh she yeah. kept saying like i don't have symptoms i don't have symptoms. i'm like the first thing like she's asymptomatic which maybe i did have covid because i never had symptoms but maybe i was asymptomatic yeah it's possible but i never felt it and when they say like, oh, you infected all the, I was like, how many people were at this party? How many people tested positive? She happened to kiss him. She, he could have gotten it from any person at that party, not just her. Well, she, they, well, they traced to who, who was the carrier. They traced of that. Like Tyler. Tyler. Yeah. So they know, I mean, they, they found out who was, you know, she was doing something with him too. They revealed that. Yeah, I guess so. But so like still, I, I mean, and also what other things were he doing? If he was going to a party during COVID, he could have been going to a party at a, a different party that wasn't posted about. He could have gone to a, a store with him. Like he could have done so many other things that it had to have been this party that he got it at. Well, I, I mean, he probably did get it from the party because he's the one that spread it to everybody at the party, at least. Or no, it seems like what happened is that she got it before the party and then they were at that same party too and then they spread it to everybody it seemed like they that's how they frame it at least but benji like he could have gone it anywhere that's what i'm saying why do they know it was that specific well party? so i don't know if you remember earlier in the movie when parker talks about benji she mentions that she coaxes him out of his room oh i didn't remember so that. like he probably wasn't his mom was probably like don't go fucking anywhere Benji. i totally forgot about that wow what a clever movie <laughs> so like yeah it's it you know it's it's um cleverly written yeah yeah really well written i can't poke holes and i keep trying to poke holes in it <laughs> that's so good because I, I was thinking, I was kind of thinking the same thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. At the beginning, of the, she does tell Miri that she, she pulled was, him out of his dorm yeah, room yeah. or whatever. And so, like, he probably wasn't doing anything. Wow. Because his mom is... Seems I mean, insane. Like, wait, yeah, she is insane. She's insane. Wow. That just blew my mind. I like how she says, uh, Pam says, take responsibility for your selfishness. And I'm like, but... What if someone come? What if her family comes after you because you're killing their daughter? Are you going to take responsibility for your selfishness just because your son died from COVID? Which, yeah, she gave it to him. But I mean, he also made his own decisions too. You know, it's not. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think about the blame game here? It's hard. Yeah, and I think that's. I think that's what the, uh, the movie is ultimately getting at here because it, it kind of does make fun of like the kind of obsessed obsessive compulsive people yeah. with this but at the same time it is like it, it does is, it kill people it kills people it does kill people yeah exactly it doesn't i mean like you know, it's not a high percentage but it kills people yeah and at the beginning of this we didn't know I mean, we still don't know everything there is to know about this yeah and at the beginning I mean, we we don't we barely knew anything and so like it's very it's going to be an interesting thing to look back on over the next i mean this is it's still ha i mean we're still in it like i said yeah, we're still we're, we're still, still in it. it it's i don't know are we ever gonna get away from it because now i mean like have you seen recently what the like there's these insane people acting like they're they're having tremors from getting vaccines no i didn't yeah. know about that like and then there's like there's gonna people there's gonna be millions and millions of people who never get the vaccine like it's never i don't i we probably will not ever know a world without covid and it's hard because right now in my life i don't hang around a lot of elderly people yeah like most of my grandparents are, are have passed have passed yeah and so like i'm not allowed i'm not around a lot of like high risk people yeah me neither but there are so many people every day that are so it's just it's but, it's and so also, you don't know how COVID's gonna affect somebody yeah you never it whether or not you're high risk at that point i mean i remember when when people were having those fucking parties those covid parties at the, the end of the world parties and i, was I like, didn't like know about that shit. like i was like this is the like scum of the earth type of people and they kind of were though because like so it is like i i get 
it is it's a it's a great motive for a killer honestly it yeah, is yeah it really is but they're kids it's just it, well yeah that's the thing it's there's no i don't i think there's no black and white here no there's no right I feel bad and, for i mean everybody i don't think obviously you don't go around killing people full-on stalking killing but like at the end of the day there's no like real black and white right and wrong when it comes to Ugh, these I can't, people i can't wait to show my sister this movie she's gonna love it i do wonder if this movie would have been released in theaters i do think it could have been like like megan's becoming a pretty big hit is it mm-hmm. and i wonder if like this could be this could have been a hit too i think it's kind Not... of ironic that it wasn't released in theaters because it's about covid yeah and i, I couldn't go to the movies for so long yeah yeah like two years i didn't go to the movies it was awful during i mean during those first few months and i mean like really that first the first time i i after covid i went to a movie theater would have been my birthday in 2021 and that was just we did a a small private screening Mm. for my birthday we saw screen wow that's funny Um, and that whole that whole year like i was like movies it's over like i honestly like i was like am i never gonna go outside again because like a lot of the reasons i go outside is to see a movie definitely is the only reason you go outside and most of my friends like i mean we go out we go out to the movies almost every week yeah at least everybody was kind of like eh oh we'll, we'll, we'll we'll move on we have it felt like it was never gonna go back to normal and things still really have gone back no and we're never gonna go back but before covid i can go out without a mask and not feel weird anymore yeah but then was very hard to do for over two years i mean honestly like i see people with masks like you you mean you mentioned you see people with masks at work and when i see people with masks out and about like sometimes like i i do almost feel bad i'm like I have employees that still wear them. Even at my regular store, I still have employees that wear them every day just because they don't want to get sick. Yeah. Yeah. They, not even just COVID. They just, they're just like, honestly, no, I, mean, like I don't that... want people to see my face and I kind of like my mask. Like I don't have to smile. I don't have to, I don't have yeah, to fake I mean, smile I love, at people. I love, oh God, that I love that. I didn't wear makeup. It was great. Like I didn't have to do anything. I just got up, put my I mask on. It was I great. I didn't have to like worry about my beard really and yeah. not that I'm worrying about it right at this moment. But, but true, you didn't have to worry about making sure it was all trimmed it and was, stuff. It was great. It, it was, my favorite was no fake smiles and i'm a i'm a big fake smiler oh, I, know. I know i mean like i i just don't and so it, i felt like people found me more friendly when i had a mask i'm on. sure they did <laughs> people found me way more mean <laughs> i mean i kind of was more mean a little bit because you can't see my face but anyway uh overall how did you feel about the movie i think i've said i don't i don't have a bad word to really say about it yeah it's a it's a four and a half out of five for me i loved it i was at the beginning i will say this talk has made me up it a little bit i was gonna say three and a half i'm going four out of five yeah i'll take it i thought it was beautifully shot Uh, um i know you said something about the shakiness and the action but i didn't even notice it i have a you have a keen eye for the shakiness i hate I didn't even notice it. I was so focused on watching the knife. I just like and let, watching... let, me, let let me see what's happening. I know the what the effect you're going for is like, oh, this is this is tense and this is I this didn't... is rapid. Like, let me just see it. I let did me, not even see the. Let me just see what's going on. That's but crazy. I still think that the action scenes are directed very well. Of course. Yeah, they were definitely directed very well. Yeah, um, Kevin Williamson, he can still do it yeah now i'm I'm getting really excited i wonder i do wonder um how much a caitlin crab how much this is her in it but i get i get i still feel the the kevin williamson fingerprints on it so but i like yeah williamson still got it i think i I mean and the direction like i said john hyams i great great yeah so and like we we can't praise the pacing enough i think we said that oh just loved it 25 times I'm very excited to watch Scream. This got me very excited to watch Scream. Well, yeah. So get excited for Scream. Watch Sick on Peacock because yeah. it was great. Yeah. Let us know what you think about it on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, follow us on Apple and Spotify. Subscribe, whatever the terminology is. Yeah. Please sir. rate us. Rate us. That's the that's rate the us. most. That's very important. Leave a review. Let us know how much you love us. 
Or hate us, I guess. Please yeah. don't, actually. But, you know, if you really Honestly, have to, if you have to, I'll, whatever. If you have to, I'll, I'll laugh about it, probably. Uh, at least you commented. <laughs> at least you have an opinion. Yeah. Hey, and you're voicing that opinion. <laughs> All right. See you next week.